0: Everything beautiful begins on the inside and radiates out, whether it's our personal beauty or that of our business and branding. Welcome to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we help you find the success that you deserve by challenging you to take an outside and inside look at your branding and business. Now, here's your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Welcome to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out.
1: I'm your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, and thanks for joining me, you guys. I really appreciate you being here. You know, I just did the conversion, or the rebranding, as you would call it, from Beauty Inside and Out to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. I expressed um, some opportunities to be able to make the show a little bit more educationally driven, And to be able to help small brands, indie brands, um, to even bigger brands and people that have individual brands, to be able to help them to create definitely um, a clearer message. So, what I say is, you know, static is your enemy and you have to be able to find that frequency that really engages your brand voice. So, static is your enemy. And you need to find the frequency to be able to have that that strength in your brand voice. Because really what's happening is we're going to see a sameness and we're confusing people. And as a story brand guide, they say, if you confuse, you lose. And it is so true. And I've had to learn a lot over the years. You know, I've always been um, a brand person. I've always loved marketing. I've loved branding. And I've been challenged by keeping up with the times and how we have to be able to put ourselves out there. You know, it's changed over the years. And a lot of people think that social media is the one and only way that you can put your brand out there. But the truth is, is in order for you to be a strong brand, it does start with you. And I'm going to share with you some ways that you can look at how you refine and define what that brand is called you. And so today's show is called the beautiful brand called you. Building that business um, to be able to do that. Now, some of you may not be in business and some of you have been loyal listeners to my show for many years. um, And you're probably wondering what happened to the health and the wellness and everything. I promise you, I still have guests that are featured in the health and wellness, but I'm having them refine their message a little bit more for the show so that you can determine is, are you the right person to be able to want to do business or follow that particular company, brand, product, or service that they're offering? So I don't want you to go away just yet, but I do, I do feel compelled to be able to help companies really understand and refine this message a little bit more. Now, one of the things that I say that I am as a brand is a connector this radio show is proof to that. So I say that I'm a speaker, coach, author, and radio host. Right now, you get the opportunity to be able to hear me referencing myself as a radio host. But I can promise you my message is the same, whether I'm speaking, coaching, uh, writing a book, or doing the radio show as I am now. The message is the same, and the message has to continue to get more clear and more clear as we kind of progress into this day and age of... You know, internet, technology, and not losing that human capacity to be able to connect with our brand. So I'm going to ask you a question right now and feel free to add it into the comments um, as we're streaming on the Facebook page. But add into the comments, what is your favorite brand and why? And really think about what are, and you might have a handful, you might have several, you might have a few, you might have one favorite. Whatever it is, what's your favorite brand and why okay what's your favorite brand and why you know i've I've had many favorite brands um over the year, but you know i really I really value and appreciate um, a, a couple different brands, and one of them is the kind bars you know as As someone who lives on the road and travels a lot, I can always count on a Kind Bar tasting good and making me feel good um, when I can't grab a quality meal. Um, When everything around me is gluten and I'm trying my best to be on the road and be gluten free, Um, you know, sometimes I live off of Kind Bars, and uh, you know, there's a there's a point where I'm like, I don't want to see another Kind Bar. Especially when I'm in show season, I don't want to see another kind bar. But the truth is, this is my go-to product. And I really appreciate the fact that it's just a simple product, but it gives me the salt, the sweet, it fills me up. um, And I know if that's all I can eat, that it's a healthier choice than maybe going and getting that bag of M&Ms or eating that, uh, you know, French fries or hamburger type of thing. So that's one of the reasons why I favorite brand. Now, if you heard the key words that I said in there, you know, favorite brand, then what you would have heard is it makes me feel good when I don't have a whole lot of other choices. You know, it's, it's a, it's a go-to choice that makes me feel good. So right there, it's emotion. Being a really strong brand is trying to make an emotional connection with, um, who you are to who you want to do business with or what you offer. Now, there's a lot of times that um, in this branding world, you, you do need to connect it to how it makes you feel. And all great brands have some kind of emotional connection. Now, it might fall into price. You might be a luxury brand or a low-cost brand. It might be prestige. Um, you're catering to an exclusive audience or it might be the general masses you're trying to create to a large number of people that have a particular problem. It might be priority, in other words, expedient, fast, um, purposeful, quality. Or it might be around protection, sustainability, um, really gearing into that particular type of audience that has wants to live a certain lifestyle, whether it's... Um, being more sustainable in packaging or maybe being more sustainable ingredients, Um, believing in causes. Uh, A portion of your proceeds go to different causes. So a lot of that can tie into the brand that you want to be able to represent. And in today's day and age, any one of those is worthy of being put out there you just have to decide where it really fits so price prestige priority or protection one of those is going to support you and be in being a, a very good fit to how you want to make people feel now I've always said that, you know, in building brands and helping my customers to be able to build brands, you have to first define what a brand is, and, you know, you can look up the Wikipedia um, or, you know, the dictionary.com definition, and it's going to be all over the place. But the truth is, a brand is a product, service, or concept that is publicly distinguished a little differently than um, and easily communicated um, from another. And the truth is, is Seth Godin is one of my favorite people when we have brand conversations because he really defines it more from a place of the consumers are making the decision of what your brand is. In other words, they're, they're creating the opportunity of telling you whether you have a brand or not. And in today's day and age, you don't actually have a choice but to start defining what that brand is because if you don't, your customers will. And it may not be the path that you chose. Now I've always kind of prided myself in my business over the last ten years to be somewhat nimble to what the needs are to an industry or the needs are to a consumer and then building a product or a purpose around that. The radio show is a good example. I actually started out with a radio show. Who does radio shows anymore? What you hear now is podcasts. So obviously all my shows convert to a podcast, but the truth is, is that we used to reference it as just radio shows, and, and now everything is referenced as a podcast. Um, so that particular brand of podcasting has a little bit more power than, say, a radio show in there. And so Seth Godin saying that you have the opportunity, your customer has the opportunity to, dis- to determine whether you have brand savviness or not, We have to take that initiative and be able to define what that brand is because there's too much noise out there right now to blend in, look like another, or not have a very distinctive message as to who you are in that. So people ask me all the time, my clients ask me all the time, well, you know, I just focus in on my business brand. And that's great. I understand that. And a business brand is very vital. You have to be able to do that. And we'll talk a little bit about how marketing and branding is a little different here in just a bit. But what most, time, most of the time my clients ask me is, why do I need a personal brand if I have a business, business brand and business products? And this is why I, I, did, I titled this particular session, Building the Ultimate Brand Called You, is because anything you're selling or promoting out there has to begin with you it has to start with you. So part of what has to happen in that is you need to define what that story is about you that you can support and make that connection with other people. Because people don't do business with companies anymore. They do business with people. They want to know who's behind the company. They just don't want to be buying products anymore necessarily. Now, you could say that that's, that's true in regards to I go on and I buy a thousand things from Amazon, but out of the thousand things that I bought from Amazon, and I've looked at maybe price being a factor, and I got something, um, and it wasn't the quality that I had expected. It wasn't, the, it wasn't at all what it appeared to be on there. And I don't know who's behind that. I trust Amazon that if I didn't like a product, that they're going to take it back. So the brand that I'm choosing is Amazon, even though I might go off um, or go to a, a less expensive product and trust that the, the company Amazon is going to take care of me in regards to that. So if we know that it's, a brand is something that's a product or service or concept that is publicly distinguished, then we have to be able to look at, Personally, how am I distinguished? What are my qualities? What are my uh, points of difference that I'm looking to be able to access and support other people with? How am I solving a problem is what it really comes down to. How am I solving a problem? And that personal brand is stating I was challenged by something. I figured out how to do it better, and now I feel as though I have the opportunity to build it and share it with other people, produce it, manufacture it, and share it with other people, provide a service around it, and share it with other people. So in the end, ultimately what you need to be really clear on is how are you, solve, how are you solving problems for other people? My story is incorporated in being able to solve problems with other people. I saw a lot of people come into my radio show and want to be able to promote their business, their product, or their service and not be clear on what it is and how they're solving the problem for other people. They talked about the ingredient deck. They talked about um, how people can make an appointment with them. They talked about Um, why they do what they do. But what they didn't talk about is how they're solving a problem for other people in order for other people to have a better life, a better business, um, better relationships, better skin, better anything. They didn't always come to the table with being really clear in that arena. And again, that's one of the reasons why I changed this. So there's this philosophy out there that talks about um, culture. And a lot of people, a lot of my clients, uh, really look at brand and culture as the same thing. And I want to just define why that's a little different, too. Your brand can be a foundation to your culture. Okay, so this is culture is one of those tricky words where who determines what the culture is like within an organization? And a lot of times people will say, well, it's the customer, that a customer determines the culture. But you can build upon that culture. And it starts with being able to build upon a brand. Okay, Culture is just another definition of an emotional connection that you've created to the consumer or to the customer because that's what they're really buying. They're buying an emotional connection to you. Now, it could be through the form of a product. Or a service, but they're emotionally connected to the outcome and results of the problem that you're solving for them. So then you have to look at well, how do I build that culture or that emotional connection? And a lot of times it's through who we are being, who we are personally, your personal brand, how you're translating that then into your business brand or your products and services. Now, we know that social media is a big, big component to being able to visually create connection to us and our brands. We also know that uh, social media is um, not necessarily a free platform anymore. It is; It has converted to a pay-to-play. So when, you know, five years ago when they were talking about Facebook being a billion-dollar company. And for those of you that were on Facebook or on face, or still on Facebook, and you're thinking, how on earth is it a billion-dollar company? Because, you know, I'm on it for free promoting myself. I'm making connections with people all day long on social media. Well, technology started to get very advanced, and algorithms started to become a word that we use and have to understand because now these type of platforms are really a pay to play they built it up in order to have you see the value in the connection and that how you can emotionally connect with friends and family and potential business people and then they started creating algorithms that started to take note of what you like what you who you follow when you comment when you just create a like, um, comment or verbally put in uh, comments or type in comments. And then they started to dictate the direction that your page and your following was going to go in there. And so the frustrating thing about it is that, you know, I want to see what some of my other friends are doing. And the only way that I'm going to keep them in my algorithm is by being more engaged and active with them. But a lot of times I'm engaged and I'm active with other things that interest me, and then that kind of dominates my particular feed, not necessarily my friends or my family or the people that I am interested in doing business with. We know that culture is going to eat strategy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? That's, that's the term is Culture eats strategy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So that means that growth, change, performance, innovation, execution, all of that. You could put so much strategy behind what you're trying to accomplish and culture, in a sense, takes over. People start to see how you are. People start to dictate it. So the culture of these particular platforms that we're talking about on social media, they have dominated what we're trying to accomplish here. And now we're in this pay-to-play format. So then we have to figure out how to be able to play in this particular format and make that work. And (coughs) what we know to be true is that images can draw you in, but words sell. Words call people into action, excuse me. Pictures create a visual aspect and can create excitement, uniqueness. Words sell. And I'm talking about words you type, words you say, words you use. That's how you have to be able to get people to connect with you. So what words are you using to emotionally connect with people? And how does that differ from me personally, my personal brand, excuse me, to my business brand because they could be very different from that aspect of how I'm creating a conversation with somebody to get to know them versus something where I have just a few seconds of their time as they're scrolling through their Facebook or their Instagram account to be able to attract them to what I'm about, how I'm solving their problems, and how I would like them to participate in a future with me. Now we say that marketing and branding have two different definitions. I say that marketing is sales with a plan, branding is sales with a soul. Branding is the inside of you. So beautiful brands inside and out, the inside is all about who you are, how you represent yourself, who you're being and how you're helping people to solve their problems in there. Marketing then becomes the product, the angle, the resource, um, the business, the strategy, the vision, the type of client that you're attracted to, the goals that you're trying to help them achieve, the action plan that has them, you know, take their business from a point A to point B, the sales tools that you're using to attract them but also that they're then using to be able to attract them and then of course looking at all of those things becomes like a very basic marketing plan in that particular opportunity right there your story becomes the beginning foundation of all of that your story becomes the beginning foundation of all of that and so before we get into story we're going to take a little bit of a break and we're going to then talk about how you start to build a story and how you then start to create yourself as the guide. Now, one of the things that I've been challenged with and I see my customers being challenged with, so it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's really just a, a human a human challenge that we're faced with here, is how to be able to create yourself as the guide and not necessarily as the hero, that you want your client to necessarily be the hero in that. Now, this is part of the story brand Uh, strategy that I'm certified in as a guide and it was it was a bit challenging for me at first but I completely understand it and there's some some ability to be able to see how do you guide people in solving their problems so that they can become the hero to their customers and we're going to talk about that right after we take this break The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
0: Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403.
1: Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
0: You are listening to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. All right, we're talking about uh, building a beautiful brand called you. And we're really trying to define how you are a personal brand and how that translates into your business. Now, Bonnie, I'm Bonnie Bonadeo, your host here, and I work with a lot of clients in helping them to create their brand essence and then help them to build marketing tools that allow them to express their brand foundation. I want you to look at it like this. I'm a brand. My company is a brand each and every product and service that I offer is a brand and each and every one of those might have a different customer base, might have a different feel, might have a different emotional connection to being able to do that. Although I kind of have my wheelhouse and my particular lane that I'm in, which is beauty. It's definitely the beauty industry and professional beauty and I kind of cater to these conversations in beauty, health, and wellness. Um, But I do it through different resources. Like I said, speaker, coach, author, and radio host. Now, where we left off after our first segment, and thanks for your patience and coming back to join me, is really looking at how your story becomes your foundation for your brand. Your story is the beginning of all connection. It's the beginning of all your marketing, and it's the beginning of you being able to socially connect. Your brand, your personal brand, Starts with you, but it has to then convert and be all about them. Starts with you, but you have to define it so it becomes all about them. You're the guide. You're the guide to be able to help them to solve problems. You're the guide to be able to help people with whatever it is that you're offering to have a better life with what you're offering. So you have to be able to help them to, as we say, solve some problems. It's about you, and then it becomes about them, okay? The transition in there. Now, that's going to vary depending on how you're putting your marketing strategy together. But let's first talk about how your brand is about you in the beginning, and it's your foundation to be able to step out. Most of my clients have... A not comfortable feeling when it comes to having to be on Facebook, doing videos on Facebook, um, marketing themselves on on Facebook or Instagram. Most of my clients struggle with being able to stand up in front of people and really be able to translate what they offer in a short amount of time or a one-liner approach to that. And part of the structure that they have to go through is to really look at what is their story, why does it matter, and how does that story be able to connect. Now, whether you're in a position where you want to go to a networking meeting and just share really quickly with who you are and what you offer, or maybe you're more into educational programming where you're building presentations, keynotes, um, online programming, um, uh, big two-day massive events, whatever that is. Who you are and your brand has to have some foundation to this whole thing. The burning question really becomes, who do you want to connect with? And that's where I always like to start with my customers. What's your story has strength? Why does it matter is how you're solving the problem. How does it connect with other people? Only matters when you can define who are these other people that you want to be able to connect with. So we say this is kind of like the brand avatar. It's not about your product, service, or company. The truth be told, it is about you and who you want to connect with. We've gotten so far into this world of technology and we've gotten so far into promoting stuff that we forget people want to do business with people. People want to do business with people that they can trust and that they know are good. So you have to be able to look at what's this customer avatar that you desire to serve? Because in the end, that's what we're doing. We're serving other people. We're solving their problem. So the question is, who is your who? And if you can really define who your who is, you are so far ahead of the game of being able to do that. Now. The industries that I work in, health, wellness, and beauty, people kind of run the gamut of having too broad of a who, far too broad of a who. So you have to be able to then think what really is and who really is my who. We're going to look at if let's say that you are a hairdresser and you say, oh, my who is anybody that has hair. Well, that's too broad of a scope. If you are a plastic surgeon and you say, my who is anybody that wants to be able to look better, it's too broad of a scope. Um, Let's say that you sell a product um, that is, you know, a skincare product or a vitamin. You say anybody that wants to look younger or be healthier, and that's too broad of a scope. And people really struggle with thinking that, well, I can't narrow it down anymore because I have to be able to make the sales. But when you're trying to sell to everybody, you sell to nobody. And so you have to first kind of uncover your who. What means are you going to use to connect with your who becomes your next step. But you got to really, really, really define who is your who. In the end of, at the end of the day, you're not selling a product or a service. You're selling transformation. You're selling a life that they desire, a solution to the problem that has kept them unprofitable, broke, still unhealthy, still having certain problems that they can't overcome, um, and you're really looking to create a dream fulfilled for them. Let's say that you are a company that uh, sells a product that helps clear up acne. And you can all probably like take a moment right now and think of a company that has done really well with this. So you have a product that clears up acne. The commercials that would be best suited for this would not be necessarily the ingredient deck of why it's solving the problem, but really having people share how much better their life is since they don't have acne, how much more confident they have in being out there publicly, being in their life, having better relationships because their acne has cleared up or gotten better, and it's given them a reason to feel more confident in their life. That's what you're selling. You're selling that part of the transformation. Now, at some point, you might have to go dive in a little deeper in order to create a point of difference of why your product is better. It might be based on an ingredient, it might be based on new technology, it might be based on how they have to use it or when they have to use it. But the truth is, you have to understand that you're selling transformation. So let's go back to the who part of that. If you have a product that you are thing is a solution for acne, what is your, who, what, and who is your ideal client that you're trying to sell an acne product to? And if you think, okay, well, that would be the teenagers or the young adults that are having problems with it, then that's the path you go down. You cater to that particular audience in your product. Now you could say, oh, but I know a lot of adults or men that have acne or women that have acne and they're in their 30s and 40s and it could be hormonal type of thing. Yes, yes, that might in fact be true, but that would be a separate avatar identity. That would be a separate campaign that you would be focusing on maybe not to start out with or maybe not simultaneously that you could do at a later date once you build a brand in one particular area you can always expand the brand into another area okay So let's take an example of some companies, and I'm going to use these just as educational examples here on my show. Um, These are not companies that I am working with directly or have done business with in the past in that. They're just, really, I'm just sharing these companies for educational purposes. Amazon, great example of being able to look at their brand. And if most people say, and if you ask somebody, you know, what is their brand? People would say, oh, they sell everything. But the only way that a company like Amazon can sell everything is if they have a brand of being an operationally excelling company. They, their brand is operational excellence. But that's not how they started out, okay? They started out selling books. And they sold so many books that they decided that they probably needed to look at another alternative to selling books. And that's how they created the Kindle. And the Kindle now can house a ton of books. So do you think that their sales increased when they went from selling books directly, which they still do? They still sell a ton of actual books. Do you think that their sales increased when they created a product called Kindle? Not only did they increase their sales through selling the Kindle, but do you think that they sold more books once they created a product called Kindle? Yeah, absolutely. They absolutely sold more books. And it gave then consumers a choice to be able to say, I still want the physical book. Um, or, you know, when I'm on the road a lot and carrying books is, is it's, just, it's just more added weight that I don't need to do. So I'm, I want to download them into my Kindle or onto my phone or iPad so that I have access to the books that I want to be able to read without having to carry the weight of a book. Or you might be a, a, a protection type consumer and you don't want to be buying a book that is made of paper that comes from a tree and you're looking to be more conservative or sustainable in the way that you read books and buy books in there. So Amazon started out selling books. Well, they became so good at selling books And they started to develop systems that created them as operational excellence. They started allowing other people to sell products because they had a means to be able to reach people so that they could sell their items. And now we look at this company that pretty much can offer us anything at any given time and at a fair price and in a expedient time. So if you're a prime member, you're getting it next day in most cases. And that's how they became this brand. But they started out selling one thing. So I want you to look at your company right now. And I want you to think, you know, even if you're a a coach, a speaker, a freelance photographer, any of these type of positions, what's the one thing that you do really well? Okay, so as a photographer, you wouldn't want to be like, well, I do weddings and then I do, you know, uh, senior pictures or I do special events and I do. But I also do outdoors and landscape pictures. Um, I work with companies and and take pictures of their products. Um, I work with car dealerships and take pictures of their cars. One thing. One thing that you enjoy doing and that you do it really well and you start to build your reputation based on that one arena in there. Now, I say that a brand can be a person, a place, or a thing. Okay, so Amazon obviously would be a place in there. But if we look at a person as a brand, we can look at all kinds of people. You know, I I like the brand of Oprah. I I think that she represents, as a person, a really strong brand. And her brand identity. We all know who she is. We all know what she's accomplished. We also know that she's had challenges, that she's had success, and that she's had failure. But she stays true to her personal brand. You could have a different word than I have in regards to this because she hasn't personally defined it and put it out there as a marketing piece. But you could say that her brand is connection or collaboration or compassion because she's given people a platform to be able to share their story. And then in turn, she's also sharing her own story. These are ways to be able to create and that identity of that personal brand that you have. You could also look at other people in that same arena of a personal brand and say, do I choose to do business with them? You know, if you look at Facebook, Amazon, Apple, those companies, we know the person behind the brand. If you look at other companies like Target, Macy's, some of these, you know, AT&T's, those are all conglomerates and we really don't know the people behind the brand organizations might be too big for us to understand who's behind the brand or they're, you know, publicly held companies or investor type companies that we don't know who's behind the brand. And so we don't have the same level of loyalty to them as we do when we understand who the person is behind the brand. So I want you to imagine yourself as um, as a product, okay? And since I'm in the beauty industry, I'm going to choose the product that you are a bottle of shampoo. And This bottle of shampoo, you have to look at it from two different perspectives. who, What's on the inside and what's on the outside. And you have to be able to look and see there needs to be a synchronistic match from what's on the inside to what's on the outside. So I want you to say that's how a brand kind of is established. The product on the inside, the shampoo, the cleansing part of the the product itself, has to be able to perform in a certain way and then I have to be able to create a packaging that matches the level of performance to that. So what I say on the outside has to be an integral match to what it does on the inside. That's kind of my definition and my analogy of personal brand to say business brand. Who you are on the inside and how you portray that on the outside is going to be the difference between somebody wanting to listen to you, follow you, join you, refer you, or even buy from you. All of that becomes this synchronistic match to who you are. So if you have a really great product on the inside and maybe crappy packaging on the outside, maybe you can have conversations with people to convince them to try you and buy you and follow you. Um, and they might take you home and then they, they use you and they're like, Oh God, it's fabulous. But you know what? It just is. It's awful packaging. I can't get the product out. The, the label wears off when it's in my shower and they could have all these complaints or concerns about it and they could say, but it's such a good product, but I'm not going to buy it again because it just, it doesn't look good or it doesn't hold up on the outside might be the opposite then. You might look at it from a perspective of you have the super fancy packaging. It's beautiful. It looks so good in your bathroom and in your shower and you're proud to have it in there, but when you use it, it doesn't smell good, it doesn't feel good, it doesn't work very good. Your hair doesn't feel clean in the end. It doesn't suds up. All of those things. And so you could say, "Oh, it looks good, but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really work, so I'm not going to buy it again." Okay? You are your brand from the inside. You are a reflection of how you're making all of those words, pictures, marketing strategies make that connection with other people. And people want to know that you can be trusted. People want to know that there is that foundation to it. So your personal brand can support you in looking unique. It can provide that purpose. It gives you strength and a, a reason to make the connection with people. Who you are also will help to enhance your message. If you found that this solved a problem for you, there's a good chance it probably solved a problem for a lot of other people. It allows for you to promote yourself and not feel like you have to talk about your product right off the bat. You can create a connection with somebody and share with them how you solve problems. So I say that I'm a speaker, coach, author, and radio host. Those are the things that I do. Those are my marketing buckets of how I make the connections with people. But the truth is what I really do is help people to connect with themselves so that they can better connect with others. And that connection becomes my foundation to be able to work with other people, to be able to build the reputation that I have. I don't have physical products that I'm selling people. I have services and um, programs, educational events. But the truth is, I sell transformation. I sell a way for you to be able to be a better person so that you can get and connect with other people. And that allows you that foundation to be able to sell the products or services that you have in there so how do you get that message across when we all look so much alike I'm one skincare company out of a million I'm one hair salon out of a million I'm one product company out of a million you got to figure out a way to go from noisy to music to your clients ears and it's simplifying your message It's simplifying one path of what you do that's going to be able to make a connection. And so you might be going, Bonnie, there's no way I can do that. I have too many products. How do I just focus on one product or one problem that I'm trying to solve? You go with a leader. You go with a leader. And you promote that leader until you build up so many people that have tried it, like it, And then we'll commit to buying another one. We'll commit to being able to buy another one. Start there. Now, that particular product might be featured towards a particular type of client. Maybe you do a separate campaign on another product that might be featured towards another type of client. Again, both of them, you have to determine how are they solving a problem. All right. So there's so much more you guys that I want to be able to share it with and I love the fact that I have guests on my show that I can seriously share how they're doing it. So stay tuned because I have some guests coming up that are going to be able to um, define how education became their brand essence. The more that they educated, the more they had people wanting to follow them. They educated through different platforms on social media or Quora. They educated through writing blogs and and putting out articles in particular publications. They started to be known as being the educational person towards one particular identity that they were attached to and that they were solving problems in. So go back and look at your business. How am I solving a problem? Really define what you do, not what you offer or the company that you represent or the products you sell. Define that messaging, that one liner of what it is you really do that looks at creating an opportunity of identity. You know, some of my clients have said some amazing things as I've helped them to build their personal brand and then apply it to their business. So my friend Elena says, once I discovered my personal brand, I knew that I had been introduced to my very soul, the inner person that I know, am, that, that, I know that I am and why I exist. Uh, My friend Jerry says, I trust my personal brand now because it is who I am and it defines how I've been able to help others. And my friend Lois, my brand gave me a reason to start a conversation with others. It's still me, but I also, it solves the problem on how my products and my business support other people. It's like the friend that was always there, but now I can use it to help them shine through. So if you're struggling with your personal brand and you really need support and being able to point, create that point of difference, of who you are and who your company is and what your products and services are, I'd love to be able to help you. And one of the ways that I can help you is to be able to do a brand audit with you. We look at you personally, we look at your business and we decipher down all of these questions that I've been asking you for the last hour. Uh, Who is your ideal client? What are their pain points? What are their pleasures? How do you want to express this marketing messages? What images do you think might stimulate them? What, words do we need to use? How do we refine those words that you're using? And the truth is, it's all a very simple process. But we complicate it because we are in our own business. And it's very hard for us to kind of see the forest from the trees or see the trees through the forest, whatever that expression is. It's very hard to decipher it when we're in it. Now, the challenge is is that this is a point where you have to be able to stand on the outside and look in. And that's why beautiful brands inside and out exist. I want to be that person that's going to help you be on the outside to look in. I want, I want to be able to guide you to be able to look at your business from a different perspective, from a different point of view and see how are you solving your customer's problems and how I can help. And so here's what I want to be able to offer you. I want to be able to offer you a killer deal on a brand audit. They're normally $597. I want to offer it to you for half price at $250 in here. Okay. So, uh, 200 and, I'm sorry, that's not even half price. $250 versus the $500 price tag. And it's going to be, this is how you're going to be able to connect with me. I want you to connect with me at, go to bonniebonadeo.com slash coaching. And on there is an opportunity to set up an appointment with me, okay? Or you can go to brandme.club, brandme.club or bonniebonadeo.com slash coaching. Both of those are going to lead you to the same link to set up that appointment with me, and we will set up that time to be able to help you to get to that brand identity. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm building the brand... A beautiful brand called You. Join me every Thursday here on Voice America. I'm also syndicated on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. You name it, I'm there. I always appreciate you being here. Remember that the, your brand is always about you first, but beauty is about you being you inside and out.
0: Thanks for joining me.